This episode is sponsored by State Farm. You a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Well, look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Hi, this is Dave at thenewyorkbudget.com, and when I'm not breakdancing on the subway for money, I'm stacking Benjamins. Live from Joe's mom's basement, it's the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Duggan. Do you have what it takes to be a millionaire? We're asking our panel that question today. Plus, we'll answer a bloom call for help and save time for some of my amazing trivia. On today's show... We welcome from Afford Anything, Paula Pant. And from LenPenzo.com, Tiger Woods. Nah, he's busy getting ready for the Masters. It's actually just Len Penzo. And from this podcast, O-J-J-J-J-J-G. And now, the guy kicking off the weekend, Joe Salciha. And it is the weekend. Hey there, everyone. I'm Joe Salcija. I average Joe Money on Twitter. And I can't wait to introduce you to the team we have here today because we have another special episode of the Stacking Benjamin Show. I'll explain what the heck I'm talking about there. Actually, Doug kind of gave it away a little bit, didn't he? But uh, let's meet the people involved. And we'll start across this rickety card table from me where he's back. The one and only OG back with us. Welcome, man. More like fry yay. Fry fry hello. That's a thing that's a thing you put on like Instagram stories. I figured that out. Yeah, you, you put, can like tag that. You just put it on over and over and over. Fry yay. Mun yay. Tuesdays. Two like, yay. Every day. Wed wed yay. Yes. The woman who celebrates Friday every day of the week, the one and only Paula Pant is here. I just live in an eternal state of Friday. Isn't that fantastic? And you know what? I'm excited, Paula, because next week I get to see you. 
Yes, you are going to be in Vegas and we are going to hang out. We're going to go to an escape room and play a game. I got to get with you and tell you exactly when we're going to be there. And we got to figure all that stuff out. But not right now, because you know why? Because why? we, we got to go all the way over to Los Angeles, California, where from deep under L.A., we're going to talk to Mr. Len Penzo from LenPenzo.com. You know what? I was cranking on Donkey Kong and I had to stop in the middle of the game to come get on this uh, the podcast here, Joe. So I, I'm a little upset because you've uh, you've destroyed my all time best game. Is cranking on Donkey Kong a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that mean? I have no idea what that means. Oh, you're talking about video games. Oh, I <laughs> old video games. Yeah. For the old guys out there. I get it. You know, I know these young whippersnappers. They don't. This is way beyond them. But uh, you know, it's it's, it's old fashioned stuff. But, you you know, old timers. Hey, this is high high entertainment. Len, you would love this. I was just in uh, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, this last weekend, and they had an arcade where you paid like five bucks to get in, and it was all the old arcade machines. Dig Dug, uh, that Star Wars game, the one where you had the double dragon. A uh, double dribble. Uh, you oh. also had. How about the uh, uh, track and field? Millipede, centipede, Miss Pac-Man. Remember Joust? Joust. They had that one. It was amazing. You could play them all. And how about Defender? My favorite. That's amazing. Paula's looking these up. <laughs> Paula has no idea. Well, what I'm familiar it, with was it the Oregon buffet? Trail. <laughs> was, it a, was it a video game buffet? Five dollars, you can play as much as you want, or did you need your quarters for? No, game? no, and it was all the old consoles, and you just hit a button on the bottom. The guy showed us how it worked. You hit a button once it ran out of credits. You hit a button on the bottom, and you just played again. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. It was. It was fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, they had. It was so. It was Teenage so fun. Ninja Turtles. You know what else is fun? What's that? RX bars are way fun, Paula Pant. Thanks to our, <laughs> thanks to RX. I love RX bars. Thanks to RX bar for supporting Stacky Benjamins. RX bar is a whole food protein bar with no BS. Get twenty five percent off your first order at rxbar.com forward slash sb and use the promo code sb. That's rxbar.com forward slash sb promo code sb. I actually like those when I'm uh, getting ready to go out for a run. And also, we're brought to you by by MagnifyMoney.com. You know, average person saves 450 bucks when they head to Magnify Money. And it's amazing to me how many people still go down to the bank when you could have your banking all from the best in class, regardless of where that brick and mortar spot is. Head to StackyBenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money for more, whether it's checking accounts, savings accounts, refinancing your student loans, refinancing your debt, credit cards, whatever it might be, it's all there at stackybenjamins.com forward slash magnify money. So today, guys, we're about to play. Steve, cue the cheesy game show music. It's time to play your favorite game show. Well, soon to be your favorite game show. Do you have what it takes to be a millionaire? Paula Pant, do you have what it takes to be a millionaire? I do. Len Pen on. Len Penzo, do you have what it takes to be a millionaire? No. <laughs> That's so much confidence. I'm sure that the listener that we paired you with uh, earlier today is very excited to hear that. Oh, gee, do you have what it takes to be a millionaire? <laughs> I was going to say those who can't do teach. No, yeah, that's, that's right. not right. Um, he's, he's in the middle of flipping a coin to figure out sure. if he... 
if he has what it takes. Mrs. OG does, that's for sure. All right, this this comes to us from Kiplinger. It's a 10-question quiz, and whenever I see a quiz, I'm like, you know what, it's not a quiz. It's a game show. So we'll link to it in our show notes at stackybenjamins.com. But today, we went to our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins, and we asked our friends there who wanted to be paired with who. We use random.org, and we have these people. Len Penzo, tell them who you're playing for. Hey, I'm playing for Justin in Boston. All right, Justin. Beantown, baby, Beantown. Is it Boston or Boston? Ba- ba- Boston. Boston. Yes. Boston. Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, I love Boston. Love it. Wicked love awesome. It. And Paula Pant, tell us who you're playing for. I am playing for Rachel from Burbank. All right, Rachel. Congratulations. And OG, how about you? Carol Ann. From Massachusetts, you know, last time we did this, we were playing for two people in Pennsylvania. Now we got now we got Massachusetts in the house, except Rachel, way across in California. So uh, Rachel, Justin, Carol Ann, you're now all paired up, and we are ready to go. Ready for question number one? Let's we're, do it. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna start with Paula once again. The first round is worth one point. The second round is worth two points, and the third round, the big questions, are worth three points. Uh, I would like to add for the record that I am the only one of the contestants who is not drinking alcohol at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel just high-fived everybody around her. Rachel's so excited. And Carol Ann and Justin are like, I am screwed. Yeah, and it's 6 o'clock in the morning we're recording this. What's up with that, Len? (laughs) All right, so uh, we'll let the sober one go first then. (laughs) Here we go, Paula. See it through the Skype window. I mean, around the shortwave table. Some of these are trick questions. I'll just let you Alrighty. know. All right, here we go. Question one. As a child, you never summered in Martha's Vineyard or shipped off to boarding school. Do you stand much chance of making millions if your parents aren't rich? The answer is A, no. The majority of U.S. millionaires come from money. Or B, yes. Most U.S. millionaires are self-made. Are more U.S. millionaires self-made or come from money? The answer is B, yes. Most U.S. millionaires are self-made, and I believe this statistic is 9 out of 10. The answer is, drumroll Steve, yes, most U.S. millionaires are self-made. Just like Oprah Winfrey and the protagonist of virtually every Horatio Alger novel. Do you know Horatio Alger? Yes, I'm familiar with him. She's a big reader. See, if if it's a book, she gets it, Len. (laughs) If it's a book, she knows who it is. Of course, Len is furiously... uh, Googling Horatio Alger. Horatio Alger. The vast is. I, I thought. I thought. I thought Horatio Alger was a was a spy. Yes. Or uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, guy. I know all those all those great uh, stories of Horatio Alger's. The vast majority of Americans with a net worth of at least one million were not born rich. In fact. Just one in five receive money from a trust fund or an estate, according to the millionaire next door. Congratulations. How do you feel? Oh, wow. Is, okay. So the ratio is eight out of 10, not nine out of 10. Well, you're, I, you're in I the- stand slightly corrected. You are in the ballpark though, Paula. How do you feel about uh, helping your good friend, Rachel, now? Rachel, I am high-fiving you from across the airwaves. All right. Paula won. Len, you ready? Nope. Justin in Boston is so screwed. Do you have one of those shirts that says I'm with stupid? I have have a feeling like you do, don't you? (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's pointing straight With up an at arrow. me. And and and, and the honey the honeybee likes to wear it around. Yeah. Okay, Len, uh, you have an advanced degree in some high powered field such as medicine or law. Does that degree mean you're more likely to be a millionaire? The answer is yes. Most millionaires have graduate degrees or better, or no, most millionaires stopped way short of a PhD. You know what? I've always said that, you know, the people who make the most money are the, the people who kind of go off on their own and, and uh, are self-employed. And so I would say uh, they don't, they're, what were the two answers? Yes. <laughs> most, most millionaires have a graduate degree or B, uh, most millionaires stopped short of a PhD. No, they stopped short. No, they stopped short. All right. Just because Len says it, does that mean it's correct? Drum roll, please. Like Paula too, and give extra, extra, uh, um, (laughs) information about this, like (laughs) 28.4%. No, we already, that's just extra credit. Teachers. Paula was trying to get extra points there. Did you notice a nine out of 10 and you notice how 28.7%, you notice how in this show, we totally avoided that too. We're like, whatever. It doesn't matter. And by the way, anybody who's listened to the show for any amount of time already knows Paula has data and lunch throwing darts. So we're good. <laughs> we're, we're fine. Uh, the answer, drum roll, please. The answer is no. Most millionaires stop short of a PhD. Nice job, Len. The piece says we're, we're, we're hanging in there, Justin. The piece says with condolences to those with grad school debt and advanced degree does improve your chances of higher lifetime income. But it doesn't necessarily improve your chances of joining the Millionaires Club. Only 18% of those with a net worth of a million or more held a master's degree, while 8% have law degrees and 6% went to medical school, according to The Millionaire Next Door. Again, apparently if you read The Millionaire Next Door, you're good to go. <laughs> you got all these answers. Right? All right. It's like the uh, the car that I saw at the, at the uh, grocery store parking lot was a Ferrari and the license plate said 2.7 GPA. <laughs> <laughs> That's Did you take? Tell me you took a picture. I have. I have a picture of it. Yes. yes. <laughs> was it a two and a seven? They did they put a little dot in there, or did it, did put it literally? Dot. They put yep. the little dot in. Yep. That's cool. I like that one almost as much as as being a runner. I like the one that you know people have like. 13.1 or 26.2. I like the one that says like 31.8. I got lost. Yeah. <laughs> I like the one that says 0.0. 0. <laughs> I don't run. That one's good too. All right. Uh, no pressure, OG, but the score right now, if you haven't been paying attention, is Paula 1, Len 1, and now okay. you're up to bat. So, Carol Ann, I'm watching OG get uh, get ready for this thing, stretching out. Here we go. Millionaire math quiz. Which saving strategy will get you to a million dollars in the bank by age 65, according to an 8% annualized return? A, save $200 a month and start at age 20. B, save $400 a month and start at 30. C, save $800 a month and start at 40. Or D, save $1,500 a month and start at 50. Which one of those makes a million bucks at age 65? Can I use a calculator or phone a friend? <laughs> you cannot. I feel like, how come, how come they got oh, three choices? I got yes, yes or no, yes or no. Those are the two choices. Carol- and yours are, here's complex math Car- um, you have to do in your head. Carol Ann's like, oh, crap. Eh, I'm screwed. I, I'm going to go with the obvious answer, which is the $200 a month starting at age 20. The correct answer is, drumroll please. 
$200 a month starting at age 20. Nice job. Behold the math of compounding. A 20-year-old who saves $200 a month until retirement would have around $1,055,000 age 65. That's not bad for less than the cost of a monthly pizza tab in some households. If you wait until age 30 and kick in $400 a month, that drops to $918,000. A 50-year-old contributing $1,500 a month would only have just over half a million dollars, $519,000 by retirement. So compounding for the win, OG. Okay. Well, in this case, moms and dads, moms and dads out there of, of young kids, you're going to have to check the numbers here, Joe. But I do remember seeing somewhere that if you don't, if you put a thousand dollars in for your child starting at age one on their first birthday and did it for six years in a row, that would get you to a million dollars in 65 uh, years as well. Your child would have a million bucks based on, I think it was 6% or something like that compounded. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, starting super duper duper early. How great would that My be? My kids spend all their money on in-app purchases, so <laughs> there's not any extra. But the beauty is once that 6000 is after six birthdays or seven birthdays, that's it. That no more. That doesn't have to com- do anything. Never again. My, ki- my kids Never are 10 again. and 8, so we're well past the $1,000. <laughs> <laughs> Don't got to worry about that. All right, uh, the score at the end of round one, everybody's tied with a point. Let's move on to round two, and we're going to do this backwards. OG, you're back on the button. Here we go. All right, here we do it. Here we do it. Here we go. Here we do it. Here we be do it. Here we Here we going to be do it. Question four, you know your way around stocks and bonds, but you aren't exactly the next Warren Buffet. Is that how you pronounce that, Warren Buffet? <laughs> uh, do most- Jimmy. Jimmy Buffet. Uh, Do most millionaires rank with the pro investors? The answer is yes. Most millionaires know uh, about a lot about investing or B, no, when it comes to investing, most millionaires still have a lot to learn. Which one is it, OG? Those are two different answers. I'm going to say most millionaires still have a lot to learn. The answer is... Correct. Most millionaires still have a lot to learn. You don't study finance or memorize stock tables to make a million. In fact, 58% of millionaires say they have, quote, a great deal to learn about investing, according to Spectrum Group, and 19% admit to knowing little to nothing about investments at all. This should give some comfort to those of us with index funds and investing for dummies books. But I got a question. Do you guys think that this is a case of investor, you know, the more you know, the less that you the less you know that you know. You know what I mean? So is this a case of they're a millionaire, so they know that there's a lot more to know in the world of investing, or does this really give us hope? Paula, what do you think? I think you're correct. The more you know, the more you realize how little you know. And so by virtue of wading into this field and recognizing how complex the field is, you become aware of, this is my my circle of awareness. And this is all of the stuff outside of that. And then I think you make a conscious decision. You know what? This stuff outside of that, I don't actually need to know. Uh, all the day trading and chart reading, I don't actually need to know that. So you make a conscious decision not to learn it. Yeah, because I do agree with that, Len, that this isn't rocket science stuff. I mean, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to be a millionaire. Absolutely not. And I just want to say, you know, personally, most people get stupider as they get older because we know when you're starting off as a teenager, you know everything. <laughs> right. So it's... it's it goes downhill from there by the time you're old enough to be a millionaire you're a complete dumbass you're really stupid he got nothing it's amazing that my dad went through i didn't go through that my dad went through that when i was a teenager 
Yeah. When I was a teenager, my dad got dumber and dumber and dumber. It had nothing to do with me. And then when I got, got to smarter like- smarter and smarter and you just- That's right. I got to sophomore in college and my dad, something happened. Like he started taking vitamins or something and he like started regaining some of that intelligence. I have no idea you, what you happened. You know what I tell my folks is the, the older I got, the older I got, the smarter my parents got. Yeah. Which is true actually because- I, I began actually listening to them. Most of the time. <laughs> Amazing. I don't, I don't know that it keeps going. I'm going to say that it plateaus <laughs> at some point, at least, in, at least in my family, your Let mileage, your, your mileage may vary depending on your yeah, family. Exactly. All right, Len, you ready for this one? Uh, OG gets the big two points. So he's leading with three. Now here we go, Len. True or false, there are more households in the U.S. with a million dollars in investable assets now than there were in 2006 before the Great Recession. Are there more households with a million dollars or fewer than before a lot of people got wiped out in 2006? More now? More You're asking if there's more now? Are there more millionaires now? Then there oh, were yeah. bef- more millionaires now, or were there more millionaires Absolutely. in 2006? More, more millionaires now. There are more now. So the answer is true. The answer is correct. Millionaires have fared well over the past decade since the housing bubble burst and financial markets cratered. Today, there's nearly 7.2 million U.S. households with at least a million dollars investable assets up up 33% from before the Great wow. Recession, according Very to good. Phoenix Marketing International. 7.2 million, OG. That's a that's a lot of millionaires, a lot of people in the seven figure club, seven million millionaires, as a matter of fact, by, <laughs> by your math. That's a, well, by the fact that I can read, uh, that's about it. All right, Paula, no pressure, but, uh, OG's got two and Len's got uh, two, right? So dun, dun, dun. yes, no pressure at all as she steps and up no to bat. no extra credit, Paula. So don't try it. <laughs> that's right. We don't award that. You, you can ask for extra credit. We just don't award it. <laughs> right. So here's your question, Paula. I know you're, I see the sweat. <laughs> Here it goes. You've a good, but not high paying job. Let's say for instance, that you write quizzes on the internet. For, <laughs> for, Hypothetically. For, yes. Forget about ever becoming a millionaire, right? So here's the real question. A, most millionaires have glamorous high level management jobs or B, millionaires hail from across the job spectrum. B, millionaires hail from across the job spectrum. The answer is... B, sure, 13% of people with a net worth of a million plus are managers, but 11% work in education, according to Spectrum Group. According to the Millionaire Next Door, about two-thirds of millionaires are self-employed, often in everyday professions ranging from pest control to property management. No matter where you work or how much you make, what's important is starting to save early and continuing to save over time. It says, take the case of Paul Navone, who never earned more than $11 an hour as a quality control inspector at a glass plant, yet the retiree accumulated, get this, more than $3 million thanks to his unwavering savings discipline and sound investments. Paula, you were going to say something? Oh, I was going to say from the book, The Millionaire Next Door, there's an amazing quote in there where they say the majority of millionaires have jobs that would be considered dull normal. They're not glamorous, which means that there's less competition for those jobs, particularly if you're starting a business in those fields. Because it's not glamorous, there's less competition. So the examples they gave were welding, like you said, pest control, um, owning porta potties, those sorts of things, things that nobody is clamoring into. It's not like solar energy or something that's like really glamorous. The wealthiest person I ever met with when I was a financial advisor made stop signs. Oh, you've mentioned him on this show before. Yeah, that's yeah. what he, they were rolling in the dough and he just made stop signs and that was it. Nothing glamorous at all. 
but had a great life making stop signs. A lot of people think that we should have a stop sign in this quiz, but we're going to soldier on. You know what? With you know round what, three. You know what, he made a great choice because what if he had made a sign like, you know, what if he decided to get into the business of making signs that said falling rock or something that, <laughs> right. you know, not you don't see a lot of those. No. Stop was a good one. Stop was a good choice. <laughs> yeah. He looked around him and decided, I'm no going. Left turn. <laughs> no left turn probably wouldn't have been as good. Right, you know. right. No left good on job. red. Right. Uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Uh, round three, Len hasn't gone first yet. So Len, Uh you're going first here. Here we go. Millionaire math quiz part two. You're 45 and you have no savings. How much will you need to put away each month in order to retire at 65 with a cool million, assuming an 8% average annual return? So you're, you're, I get a math question. You're, you're 45 years old. You've no savings. You're going to get 8%. How much do you need to save per month? $700. Seventeen hundred dollars, seven thousand dollars, or seventeen thousand dollars. A year, a month, a month. What is it? A month. Forty-five years old, no savings, eight percent return. To a million dollars by how old? By age sixty-five. Do you need to save seven hundred? Twenty years. Do you need to save seven hundred, seventeen hundred, seven thousand, or seventeen thousand a month? At what percent? At eight percent. I think seventeen thousand is too high. That that sounds too high. So it's either seven thousand or seventeen hundred. I'm going to go with the power of compounding here, and and I'll go with the lower version there, seventeen hundred. Going with choice B, seventeen hundred. Drum roll, please. It's seventeen hundred. It's never too late to make a million, but it takes more money as you age. The longer you wait, the steeper the climb. Compare a 45-year-old who need to save 20400 a year to a million dollars by age 65 with a 25-year-old who has to save 3445 a year wow. to reach the same mark. Like a Chicago election, Len, save early and often, right? <laughs> <laughs> or just put $1,000 away for your child starting in his first birthday for six or seven years, and you're good. Here. Game over. And you can retire with your kid's money when you're yeah. and he turns 60. Len's feeling good. At the very least, at the very least, Justin is headed to the playoff, which is the which is when this finally gets exciting. For those of you for those of you wondering. All right. OG, you're going se- you're going second here. Here, okay. here you go. You want to learn from the habits of as many wealthy neighbors as possible. Where would you move if you want to rub elbows with the highest concentration of fellow millionaires? New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, or Stamford, Connecticut? You know what's funny is I was going to say Stanford, Connecticut before you even read the answers. So in my soul was screaming Stanford, Connecticut. I'm going to go with that. Show me Stanford, Connecticut. Drum roll, please. It's Stanford, Connecticut. While the New York metro area is home to the most millionaire households, uh, 495,000 followed by LA, 266,000, Chicago, 221. Stanford has the highest concentration of millionaires on a per capita basis, an impressive 8.7% of the households in the metro area, which also includes the Connecticut cities of Bridgeport and Norwalk, boast investable assets of a million or more, according to Phoenix Marketing International. By contrast, the per capita figure is 6.7 for New York, 6.2 for Chicago, and 6.0 for LA. So... Hmm. I thought, Paula, with you moving to Vegas, by now you'd have all those people turned into millionaires between you and all the gambling going on. That's like. (laughs) 
Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I, between Vegas and Reno and Carson City, I mean, how can you discount Nevada? You can't, I don't know what's going on. Apparently, this is wrong. We already have, have a disputed outcome, like every other Stacky Benjamin show. All right, here we go. <laughs> Paula, no, no, no. The uh, that's disputed is the fact that there's the show. That's, <laughs> right. that's where the dispute starts. No, no pressure at all, Paula. But um, if you don't make this, uh, Rachel is out. So uh, no, no pressure. Here we go. I do make it. She's still in. <laughs> <laughs> Paula with a glass half full. Here we go. Let's say you make around $75,430 a year. You know, roughly. Around. around. Yes. <laughs> Let's say you make... Do you make, do you make this money writing quizzes for uh, on the internet? Let's say you generally make $75,431.62. You know, roughly. All right. Roughly the income of the average college professor, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Are you happier if you made a million dollars a year? Are you happier if you made a million the answer is, is is that really the question? <laughs> and 62 cents, so keep that in mind. <laughs> uh, the answer is no, that uh, the correlation between money and happiness starts hitting diminishing returns. And at a number that researchers debate about, but many people say is around 75,000, the correlation plateaus. The answer is... Probably not. Money can't buy love and it can't buy contentment either. The piece says a 2010 study at a Princeton University found people generally get happier as they make more money, at least until they hit 75,000. At that point, things level off. A higher income did impact participants' overall evaluation of their lives. However, somebody taking home $300,000 a year will feel more successful and secure than someone making minimum wage, but on a day-to-day basis at least, uh, somebody making 74000 should feel just about as happy as a high-paid college chancellor making 300000 We got a tie. Everybody got them all right. You three are all somebody ready to be a millionaire. Congratulations. How do you feel? Paula, I feel about as happy as a person making seventy five thousand a year, or maybe three hundred thousand. <laughs> Len Penzo, how are you feeling? I'm clearly making too much money for uh, the way I'm feeling. <laughs> <laughs> and OG, how about you? I was gonna say uh, on that last one. I don't know. I don't make a million dollars a year, but I think I'd be pretty happy at a million. I think we should try that out for a while. <laughs> I think we should play test it and see. <laughs> I know, I right? We should, should A/B test. Uh, one of y'all make seventy five grand, and then I'm gonna make a million, and we'll compare notes. How's that? All right, Doug. Doug normally has his trivia. Today is no exception. He's got his trivia for the tiebreaker. We're gonna see who's the closest without going over on Doug's trivia. Here we go. Hey there, trivia fans. My trivia as the tiebreaker. Oh, no pressure there. Wowza. Hey, before I get to the trivia, though, guys. Good news here in Dougville. I'm about to become a millionaire myself as soon as I sell my house. Here's how I plan to make a ton of money on this. Uh, check this out. You know how people say that you should bake cookies before an open house to make it seem homey? Well, I'm going to supersize that idea and instead make everyone's favorite meal salmon. My whole house will smell like an expensive fish dinner. Brilliant, right? Well, Let's keep the million-dollar theme alive with this tie-breaking trivia question. Today, we've been talking about millionaires, but according to Forbes, how many billionaires were there across the globe in 2017? 
I'll have the answer as soon as our team gives up their guesses. Thanks to RX Bar for supporting Stacking Benjamins. I like RX Bars after my morning run. What I like about them is they're a whole food protein bar made with 100% whole ingredients and no BS like added sugar, artificial color, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. They're made with a few simple, clean ingredients where every ingredient serves a purpose. For example, egg whites, their main source of protein that's easy for your body to absorb. They're gluten-free, they're soy-free, they're dairy-free. No artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. They come in 11 delicious flavor varieties. RX bars are either sweet or savory, chocolate, fruit flavors. There's an RX bar for you. I'm personally partial to the chocolate, but that's just me. Real food ingredients actually taste really good, and you can actually taste the cocoa, the real fruit, and the spices like sea salt. They're ideal for breakfast on the go, snack at the office, throw in your bag for the plane ride, toss in your backpack for a bike ride or a hike, or a pre, or the way I like my RX bar as a post-workout snack. Head to rxbar.com forward slash SB and use the promo code SB. And guess what? Because you're a Stacking Benjamins fan and you work out and then have RX bars, you'll get 25% off. That's rxbar.com forward slash SB, promo code SB. It's 25% off. Thanks again to RX Bar for supporting Stacking Benjamins. Hey, stackers, we get used to those same daily routines, don't we? Wake up at the same time every morning, brush our teeth, park the car in the same spot at work every day, recite jokes in the mirror to be funnier than that jerk of the water cooler, or is that what, just me? Here's one thing you shouldn't make routine, using the same credit card from the same bank just because that's what you've always done. Nick Clements from Magnify Money explains why. I mean, it's never been a better time, honestly, to find a credit card, especially given the lucrative sign-on bonuses that are out there. Chase just recently had 100000 on their reserve card. I, I think we're at a point right now where credit cards are extremely profitable for large banks, and they are really wanting to get more customers, and so they're, they're rolling out the red carpet. So I would just say, if, if you have had a credit card for more than two or three years, chances are there's a much better deal out there for you today. So why stick with that same old card with those rewards that haven't changed in years? You can use MagnifyMoney.com to always find best in class, including better interest rates. And don't only use Magnify Money for credit cards. Nick and the team have built the site from the ground up to help with personal loans, student loans, and mortgages. Average person saves $450 in interest when they hit stackbenjamins.com forward slash Magnify Money. So this is going to be a little different than usual. Normally, Doug plays his answer, but right now we're going to have the three of you answer, and then we'll have Doug give us the answer. So we're going to pick randomly. I've put three numbers in order, one, two, and three. I've randomized the order, and we'll let you pick a number, and depending on where I put it, that'll decide where you go. Paula, ladies first, pick a number, one, two, or three. Uh, I will pick three. I put three first, so Paula's going to go first. Uh, Len, one or two? Two. I put two last, so Len gets the advantage of going last. So, OG, that puts you in the middle. So, Paula, here we go. Doug, you heard Doug's question. How many billionaires, according to Forbes, were there in 2017? 
Oh, boy. Okay, so we know from earlier in the show that there were 7 million millionaires. There were 7.2 million millionaires. Hmm. So I'm tempted to say, since a billion is like an order of magnitude larger, that the number of people would be an order of magnitude smaller, which would put us at 700,000. But that seems like an awful lot of billionaires. I'm going to go down to, oh, I don't even know where the decimal point should go. I don't even know if I'm thinking, in, if I should be thinking in the hundreds or the thousands or the tens of thousands. There's been at least two more billionaires minted since, since, <laughs> since she started, started trying to figure this question out. Oh. At, at least, Rachel, you got paired with somebody who thought about it. A lot of thinking going on. Yeah. All right. Uh, I am going to say that there are 2,000 billionaires. All right. OG. It's as close as two without going over. <laughs> he's over. He's either going to say, no, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. No. Well, I have, I actually have a, I think I have a pretty strong guess, but I don't know what Len's going to say. I'm going to say whatever you say. I'm going to say whatever you say plus one. You're <laughs> just going to cap it. So I know the number that are on the list, but the problem is like the last hundred are all tied for that position. So when I read through the list, it's like, you know, number 21 and number 21, they're tied for 21. And then the next one says 23. Right. So so you can't just look at the last one because there's like 100 people tied for this last position. So I'm going to say um, 1,000. 574 billionaires in this world. Len Penzo. Now, that's very, because I, I'm pretty sure the number is about 1,600. I'm pretty sure of that. And you're so close to that number, OG, that- You got to go a dollar, well, I don't, dude. I, I don't, I, I think it's, I'm going to play the odds and just say one. <laughs> just there because, just because. But I think you are very close. You, you, you're probably going to win. But I'm going to say one. What did right. I say? I don't even remember. Oh, <laughs> 1,500 or something. Uh, 1,574. Paula said 2,000. Len said one. Doug, what's the answer, man? Okay, trivia fans. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and here's your tie-breaking answer to today's trivia. But first, another idea just hit me. You know how wine is better as it ages? What if I set the fish I'm going to cook out for a day or two before? for making it. It's brilliant. That'll make it really smell fantastic for my open house. I'm going to run and slap that fish out on the corner in just a second, but not before I deliver today's thrilling tiebreaker of a trivia answer. The question, today's show has been all about millionaires, but how many billionaires are there around the globe? Turns out there are, according to Forbes in 2017, 2,043 that means that the win goes to Paula and Rachel. I thought there were 64, but that's because they're spread across 67 different countries. So really, in a way, I'm right. I was pretty darn close anyways. Well, hey, at least I'm right about cooking fish before my open house. That is a killer idea. See ya. Paula Pant. Rachel, we did it. <laughs> What is up with that? You See, only... I knew the list had 1,447 on it. 
that's what that's the list that I saw. But the, like so many people were tied. We're for, tied. You know, one point two billion. I couldn't quantify Man, it. And I just took a guess out of thin air after a lot of overthinking. Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. that. I was like, you know what? I think I I had a pretty good, darn good idea you, that I knew it was about six. Yes. Paula get, pulls this number out of She's thin like, air. She's like, is it 700,000? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm going to go with the win. I'm going, and I'm she going, gets yeah. the win. Say 700,000. Say 700,000. That's way off. I'm going to go 2,000. <laughs> Seriously, trying to figure out the order of magnitude. I was like, oh, maybe seven hundred thousand, or maybe it's seventy. Hey, don't. Now this is the gal that lives in Vegas. Now so right. she's, she's got she's, she slow played us all the way through all our chips. Yeah, whole- hey, Justin, I apologize, Justin. I, I think we were robbed on that one. Hey, the good news, uh, Justin and Carol Ann, you're taking home T-shirts, as is Rachel, and Rachel's getting a prize pack from us. So, congratulations to everybody, guys. Thanks a lot for playing. Uh, that's, that, that's going to do it. Hey, but that's not the end of the show because guess what? Oh, 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 Bloom. looks like somebody needs help. All three of those O's are sponsored by Bloom smart, simple 401k management. It is that time of year again, you know, back in January, you made new year's resolutions and already you might be blowing those resolutions out of the water by now. You probably can't spell new year's resolution. This year's going to be different though, right? You can get back on track today and fix your 401k with Bloom. That's Bloom with three O's. Sounds tough. It's not. In fact, it takes only five minutes. Go online to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash Bloom with three O's. Excuse me, Len. How do you say it? Bloom. To find out more with Bloom, you can simply connect your existing 401k in a few easy steps and sit back and relax while Bloom performs an unbiased analysis of the funds in your account and chooses the best mix to meet your goals while minimizing hit investment fees. Cool thing is they'll do that analysis even if you don't use them. So Bloom is like a robo-advisor for your 401k. And with Bloom's free analysis, you can see the impact they can make on your 401k before you even pay them a dime. Bloom's so simple. In fact, the hardest part's about remembering there's three O's in Bloom. Head to stackybenjamins.com forward slash Bloom and enter Len's favorite promo code, promo code SB for your first month free. And if you really want to make Len upset, tell all your friends. Because it's, it's so, so much for security. That's right. And see the difference Bloom can make in your retirement. I want to know how Bloom's making any money. They're giving out this easy code that anybody can remember. Getting crazy with the codes. Giving codes away like candy. You know what? I'm just announcing it on the air. I know. It's as if they want people to know it. You know what Len did, Paula? He called up Bloom and he froze his code. He completely froze it. <laughs> You know how other people like freeze their freeze their credit. Len froze his Bloom code. Like stop, don't give that out to anybody else. So uh, let me tell you this though: the code to my bunker is much more complicated than Bloom's code for for the bonus they it's give you there. One two three four. The right. One two three four. It's very difficult. Uh, stackybenjamins.com forward slash bloom. And today, by the way, guess what? We are out of voicemails, so we can't give anybody a cool shirt. Today's question, though, the letter comes from Joe. Joe says, hey, Joe and OG, I have a scenario for you. My fiance and I are getting married in April. My health history leaves. I mean, congratulations. (laughs) My my health history leads me to believe I could be indestructible. So I've been using a high deductible health plan with an HSA. My fiance, on the other hand, has to see specialists about once every six weeks for a chronic condition that has about four prescriptions associated with it. The plan was... 
I was going to add her to my plan after the wedding and go for the most expensive, comprehensive medical plan possible that would cover all her needs. Currently, she's on Medicaid under her mother, which pays for everything. Problem is, I just learned from HR that while I can add her to my existing plan, I can't change the type of coverage I have, high deductible, comprehensive, and I'm worried we'll easily hit the 7500 out-of-pocket limit with their expenses in a high deductible plan. Any help would be appreciated, and I understand that this one's a little too difficult for you, and you got to track down Doug at the Sizzler for more insight. Yeah, that's right where we go is Doug uh, when it comes to the tough questions. So let's start here. Len, any idea? I, th- I think the reason, by the way, that he can't, he can add her, but he probably can't change is because they call this a pre-existing condition. I'll bet that's why they're saying they can't add her. But any, any uh, thoughts for Joe? <laughs> Joe, I don't know because uh, it's tough. I mean, if you're going to hit the, I'm thinking if you're going to hit, you know, you're going to hit the deductibles anyways. It's almost like. I can't really, I, I, I don't know. I, I You're going to hit that deductible. You got to spend it. I, I don't know any other way to get around that. Maybe, maybe uh, Paula or OG can help because I'm drawing a blank. I'm well, sorry. Well, let's uh, go to Paula. Paula. So uh, the thing that I would want to know is why is it that you can't change the type of policy that you have? Is it simply because it's, is it because it's not open enrollment period? Is it a company policy? Like that's the part that I really would like to know because that doesn't, I think there's a 99.9% chance, because I went through this, that they're calling it a pre-existing condition. OG, you think that's the case? No, not at all. I'm with Paula. Right. I think well, that it's just, they're saying you can add somebody to the existing plan you already have, that's fine, but you can't go back to open enrollment, basically. You've got to wait until November, and then you, know, you guys can choose to do whatever you want to do at that point in time. Which means then, Paula, to your point, he's just got to wait a few months, you think? Yeah, exactly. Well, and also I think with the new law, you can't exclude people based on pre-existing conditions. I don't know what recent changes have been made, but when the ACA was initially passed, that was one of the big benefits that it featured was uh, that you could no longer exclude pre-existing conditions. The cool thing we can do here, which is neat, is that uh, maybe one of the two people listening to this podcast actually works in HR and could tell us maybe some more insight there too, which is great. We'd love to hear from our listeners. Send uh, help with this one to help out Joe, uh, joe at stackingbenjamins.com. Send it to us and we will uh, we'll, we'll see there. But th- that's interesting. Uh, OG? The other thing I was going to add was if Mrs. is qualified under Medicaid right now, she may continue to be, you know, it's an income-based program, of course. So maybe, you know, that has some ramifications, you know, as you guys get married. But um, but I'd also explore keeping her on that program as well. Obviously, if the government's going to take care of a lot of the uh, a lot of the costs, even maybe you can only do that for a little while just to get through the next enrollment period. But yeah, but that maybe bridges the gap if possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great plan. I mean, if it's the case that you can, in November, when open enrollment begins again, you can then switch into a different plan, then just don't get legally married until November. You can go ahead and have a wedding, but just don't actually legally become married until November. Thanks for the question, Joe. If you've got a question for the show, uh, head to stackybenjamins.com and at the top of the page, you'll see questions. Click that link and you'll see all the ways you can interface us and uh, we'll kind of punt on your question too. So, <laughs> Actually, I think we did, we did about as well as we could with, with what we know about Joe's situation. Speaking of situation, let's talk about your situations. Len, do you want to talk about what's going on at lenpenzo.com or do you want to just apologize to Justin for not bringing home the bacon? 
Justin, I tried. You know what? We were robbed. That's all I can say about that. Joe might be interested in this. I have an article this week on concierge doctors and why your insurance companies might not want you to know about them and what they do. So uh, stop on by there and read all about it. I'm going to read that one. I was uh, reading about a great concierge doctor just the other day, like about how his practice works, and it was fascinating. Fantastic. It's very fascinating, yes. That's at lenpenzo.com. And Paula Pant, what's going on at Afford Anything? At the Afford Anything podcast, I have interviews with uh, Liz from Frugal Woods about how she and her husband reached financial independence in their early 30s. I have Roger Whitney, the retirement answer man. We are uh, answering a couple of listener submitted questions regarding retirement. And that's uh, crazy talk. The author of Your Money or Your Life and the, I think, founder of the financial independence movement. All of those interviews are coming up on the Afford Anything podcast. And on the blog, I have finally written something. What's up with that? To check that out. I'm calling you crazy. What's going on there? I know, right? After a many-month hiatus, I finally started publishing again. That is awesome. The readers go crazy at Afford Anything, and we'll link to that also on our show notes page at stackybenjamins.com. Oh, gee, anything to add? You do anything exciting besides coming back here on Monday? Sorry sorry that uh, I wasn't able to come down with all the goodies for Carol Ann. I, I felt I had a really good shot at that last question, but uh, I thought it, I even thought it through, and that's not me. I'm kind of a <laughs> hip fire type of fella, you know, but, uh, ready fire uh, aim. Yeah. Ready fire aim. Exactly. <laughs> no, I just got back from a really fun trip. I got to officiate a semi-pro football game. Oh, how cool is that? So that was super fun. Uh, and I started a Twitter account. Really? Not, not the fake OG because I'm tired of other people stealing my ideas. At not the fake OG is the real OG. That's <laughs> That's <laughs> thanks for thanks for making it confusing. Yeah. <laughs> My brain. Maybe that wasn't such a good handle after all. <laughs> it's not- I, I, I stole it. It sounded great but at the time, Len. It was. Uh, it, it took me all of eleven seconds to come up. With. Yeah, that's a, that, that sounds. You should have just went with. The, mine was real hard to come up with too. Just as hard as it was my blog name. Thepersistentitch.com. <laughs> you got right, it. Right. What's All this red spot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doug, take it from here. What should we have learned today? So what did we learn today? First, think you've got what it takes to be a millionaire? Of course you do. Second, HSAs? Ah, they're great as long as you're healthy. If you have a history of health issues, it's better to choose a more comprehensive health plan. But the big lesson... Don't settle for bacon fish before your big open house. Heck, I'm going to reheat some shrimp and some calamari too. My house will sell for a billion dollars, not a million. Special thanks to our listeners for participating in today's game show action. Want to take part in an upcoming episode? Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash iStackBenjamins or... Join our closed Facebook club at stackingbenjamins.com forward slash basement. Paula Pant appears courtesy of affordanything.com. Len Penzo appears courtesy of lenpenzo.com. This show was created by Joe Salcihai, produced by Richie Rutter-Reese, and engineered by the amazing Steve Stewart. Kathleen Selmans handles design, newsletter, and classroom opportunities. 
If you'd like to learn more, head to stackingbenjamins.com forward slash classes. Online, visit us on Twitter at at SBenjaminsCast or on our Facebook page. Shannon Cowan is our community manager and social media guru. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and I'm pretty much the guy in charge of everything around here. Trust me, this well-oiled machine didn't get like this all by itself. SB Podcasts may receive payment on the show from sponsors and guests in the form of books, giveaway items, discounts, or other remuneration. There's no way you would take advice from these dorks, but like Joe's mom always says, don't take advice from people you don't know. This show is for entertainment purposes only, and before making any financial moves, consult with a real financial advisor. I seriously have nothing for the after show. I think we might have blown all of our after show material on, uh, on 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 the real show. Len Penzo, what are you doing this weekend? I'm going to try and get a better score on Donkey Kong. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we, we don't have a podcast this weekend, so I can actually get play the game without being interrupted. <laughs> Len, Len, do you have the magic eight ball nearby? We could like spontaneously do that for the after show. Yeah, we could. I can. I can. Uh, here, I'll just. I'll get it here. It's just right, right off the desk here. Hold on. Oh, sweet. Oh yeah, we can ask it like two questions and call it a night. Yeah. I think. I think the first question. Okay. It's not like I have a job. Ask <laughs> I think the first question is going to be. See? Okay, let's each let's let's each ask the eight ball a question, and I'm going to go first. All right, okay. Len, you ready? Yep. Will Paula Pants readers be ecstatic that she finally flippin' wrote something again? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, I hope the answer is yes. It's it's getting dark here, and <laughs> dun, 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 dun. and Len is uh, over. Outlook, outlook, good. Ah. Yeah. I'm using a flashlight here, if you can see, to see through the uh, through the uh, window here. Outlook, good. Well, down in the bunker, it gets dark early. I mean, yes, that's that's wild. Like savings and all, you know. It's like it's like winter in Alaska always. <laughs> right. Daylight savings in a windowless room. <laughs> pa- Paula, what's your question for the eight ball? Oh well, I, as always, I have to ask a question about British royalty. Um, <laughs> for those of you who've been listening to this for a long time, know that I I do that every time the eight ball comes. But this out. one, so. this one, we got to see if it's right. Like today, though. <laughs> <laughs> Like it can't be something in the future like our like our New Year's thing. Oh man, that makes it so much harder. All right. Uh oh, geez. Okay. Um will I be the only sober person by the end of this after show? <laughs> well, we know the, the only answer sober to that. Person among the four of us. All right, here it because is. I've gotta say for everybody listening, uh 
for for years, I always thought that when people talked about drinking as we record, I assumed that that was a joke. And then we actually started recording the live shortwave radio card table. Yes, we added video to my dad's shortwave. Yes, exactly. We added video to the to the shortwave. <laughs> right. to, to, we added video to the Skype shortwave, right. and uh, and that was when I discovered that. People were actually serious about this. Like, was I just naive the whole time? PT. And so now, every time we get together to record, it's uh, everyone else is drinking, and I'm like, you know, you're kicking wh- back with some water. Wh- what are you doing? You got to get on board. Do you want the answer? Yes. So, will I be the only sober person by the end of this? Uh, honest to God, it says very doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> You know why? It's because OG's built up such a tolerance that he's still he's still sober after down in three of those things that he's drinking. All right, uh, OG, what's your question for the eight ball? All right, I can't think of a really great question. So here's my question: is 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 Carol Ann really going to be ticked off when she finds out that uh, I didn't win? That and you know the eight ball is always right. The eight ball is infallible. We've proven that. Paula, like every every New Year's. Every year, every time. Yeah. It called the Meghan Markle wedding. Right. How did it do that? They weren't even dating at the time. It talked about the oh. Colombian stock market. Yes, it's done that too. It says don't count on it, OG. Don't count on it. Oh, well, that's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's all right. She, she forgave you. So, so I, I have a question I am dying to hear what oh. Paul's going to say. Oh, so please, Paula, okay. Paula and Joe are going to be doing their – you're going to one of those puzzle rooms or whatever, the mist, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah, the, the escape room. The yep. escape room. I want to know, will you guys succeed and get through <gasps> oh, the escape room? Oh, that is a good question. Now, we'll have my son with us, the young engineer. So okay, well, I'm going to be relying heavily on him and Paula. <laughs> And not me. Uh, Outlook, not so good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have to fill you in next week then. Yeah, I can't wait to find out. (laughs) Here we go. All right. Thanks, guys. Well, Stackers, the show is over, but the party is just beginning here. You know why? Because it's Military Appreciation Month, and we are giving out shout-outs to all of our friends who have served in the military. And let's point uh, the finger right here at our good friend OG, who spent time in the military. And of course, we know what a giver he is, even when he pretends like he's 
being uh, Mr. Surly. Navy Federal offers member-only exclusive rates, discounts, and tools to empower their members to help them reach their goals. Visit NavyFederal.org slash celebrate, and you'll see all their Military Appreciation Month offers and other Navy Federal offers. They've got all kinds of resources on their site, like Best Cities After Service to help veterans transition to civilian life and Best Careers for Military Spouses to support military families. So much going on. Just head over to NavyFederal.org slash celebrate and take a look at all the Military Appreciation Month offers and their usual offers. Navy Federal, our members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.